are quite a few women politicians who I like and even more who I respect. Beyond that, more of my female friends are liberal Democrats. Hello and welcome to Conversations with My Conservative Dead Father, a podcast of the exact email exchanges my father and I had the year before he died. I'm your host, Jonathan Grossman. And I'm your co-host, Michael Grossman. Yes, an AI-generated clone of my actual voice. On today's podcast, we further discuss the claims of voter fraud with Dominion voting machines. Spoiler alert, they're false. I explained to Pops some of the good things Harris and Biden have done throughout their careers. But first, I do some good old baiting and ribbing by asking Pops if there are any female politicians he likes. <laughs> he saw the ploy immediately and using some of his expert fishing skills, didn't take the bait. It was child's play. You'll have to try a lot harder than that. I also want to add that this is the 11th and final episode of season one. Although there are more emails, my feeling is I covered the most important aspects of our conversations and fulfilled my goal to have my father's voice heard. What if I'm not done? Certainly I said more. You did, you did, but we're done for now. I have other ideas for us to explore. Like what? Are you going to put words in my mouth? Well, kind of. I was considering having you be the voice of the conservative side when we get closer to the election. Perhaps you can quote some of the more interesting pundits and open a platform for discussion between myself and other guests. So I'll just be a mouthpiece. Hardly as interesting as saying my own words. Just an idea. I'll keep thinking and thinking on this one. Until then, let's stir our final pot. Pops, just curious. Any female politicians that you like? The implication being that I am a misogynist, or at least a prejudiced anti-democratic misogynist, is quite misplaced. Yes, there are quite a few women politicians who I like, and even more who I respect. Beyond that, more of my female friends are liberal Democrats. There is a big difference in my mind between liking a person and agreeing with their politics or admiring their character or integrity. There are precious few liberal women politicians that I like, and there are even fewer Democratic men. Would you like a sample listing of the female politicians I like? Of course you would. What will not surprise you is that the majority are conservative or Republicans. But the list is not devoid of liberals or Democrats. Here's the list. Nikki Haley, Margaret Thatcher, Golda Meir, Maxine Waters, Donna Brazil, Elizabeth Hanford, a classmate of mine at Harvard Law School who is well known as Elizabeth Dole, Barbara Bush, Mickey Sherrill, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, rest in peace. Janine Pirro, former DA for Westchester County. Maria Cantwell, present junior senator from the state of Washington. Abigail Spanberger, incumbent Democratic rep from Virginia. That's a representative sampling. Now turnabout is fair play. How about your sampling of women politicians you like and or admire? Pops, I love our conversations because it forces me to take a good look at both sides. You make excellent arguments and really make me think. However, I think you're upset about the result of the election and you're leaning into the discontent of the Democrats by not acknowledging any of the good things they've done. 
I can't believe you think Kamala Harris has done nothing good while in office, or Joe Biden has done absolutely nothing good in his 48 years. If I can see that even Trump has done some good in his four years, maybe you can find it in your balanced, open mind that these two individuals are not 100% evil and have actually done some things to benefit our society. I can think of dozens of Democrats who have done good, who have served the nation well, but for the life of me, I cannot think of a redeeming service rendered by Harris or by Biden. Perhaps they have done good things and I am not aware of them. Please let me know if you know of them. By the way, I am glad you are open to the fact that Trump did some good for the country, not intended to diminish your open-mindedness, but I find it a lot easier to find Trump's redeeming acts than those of Biden or Harris. Enlighten me, please. Okay, here are a couple of good things Kamala Harris has done. First, as Attorney General of California, she stayed strong despite pressure from Obama for a better settlement against nationwide lawsuits against mortgage lenders for unfair practices. In fact, in 2012, she won a judgment in California that was five times higher, five times higher than the one that was originally offered. That's pretty good. Number two, in 2008, she refused to defend Proposition 8, which banned same-sex marriage in the state. And this helped lead it to being overturned in 2013. Here are a few good things Biden has done. First, he sponsored one of the first climate change bills in the Senate. Second, in 1994, he worked towards improving women's rights, including being a co-sponsor for the original Violence Against Women Act. That same year, Biden also did most of the writing for the 1994 federal crime bill. Three, as a senator... Colleagues considered him an expert in foreign policy because of his ability to leverage his contacts with over 150 foreign leaders to fight against terrorism and support global humanitarian efforts. However, I can understand your criticism of his flip-flopping nature, not the least of which is his stance on abortion and gay rights, which he was opposed to earlier in his career as a moderate Democrat, but has since seen the light, so to speak. Does that make him a flip-flopper? Maybe. Or perhaps he just grew as a human being. I'd like to think the latter. By the way, regarding the question about female politicians, I was actually curious. And pulling your chain a bit, because it's fun to. <laughs> and I love you. Yes, I realize that. I always take that into account when we discuss anything serious. You come by that honestly. I love it, too. But I have refrained in this discussion because I really want to avoid allowing personality-type comments to muddy the water. I am trying to stick to subject matter, as I know you are too, for the most part. I like your list. Given time, I could probably tell you all the mistakes they've made, but frankly, I like them as well. Here are mine, which you will tear apart and panic that your son could admire such, de <laughs> such demons. <laughs> okay, we agree on this one, RBG. Okay, how about this? Barack Obama, Bill Clinton, Ross Perot. Oof, I know you're not going to like that one. Or maybe you will because he was libertarian. Elizabeth Warren, Abe Lincoln, Teddy Roosevelt, FDR, Jimmy Carter, Madeleine Albright, Amy Klobuchar. Frankly, though, I just don't like politicians in general because I trust them as far as I can throw them. <laughs> and you and I have both established that Basically, we agree on this one. The beauty of the USA, as it was founded, is you have a perfect right to like, dislike, support, 
or oppose any politician you wish. Try doing that under most socialist regimes like Venezuela or Cuba. It's a one-way street with no exit. What's your take on the attached article? I do not know anything about the website this is on, and therefore place no reliance on it. I do know Maria Bartiromo to be a straight shooter in financial news reporting and analysis. I have no reason to believe she would intentionally spread something untruthful. I know nothing about the attorney she is interviewing other than she has very loyally represented General Flynn, and in the end is going to win that case. The judge having so overstepped his authority regarding dismissal that, in my opinion, he should be subject to severe censure. Ask me for details, if interested from a law point of view. The allegations in the interview at the very least deserve some probing and either confirmed or exposed as hoax. Again, the stakes are too high to ignore this. There seems to be a growing pattern which, if even part of it is true, is sufficient to warrant a thorough re-examination of the balloting. Look, it may in the end all prove that Biden won legitimately. Wouldn't you rather know that for certain than have a cloud over it for the next four to eight years? I would. By the way, do you know what lakh or lakh votes stands for? Lakh is a unit in the Indian numbering system equal to 100,000. And I think in this case, they're just using it for the number 100,000. I don't know why. Also found this regarding Feinstein's husband's connection. It's false. Dominion Software may have something going wrong, but apparently Richard Blum's company, Blum Capital, owns 15% of Avid Technology, which is one of three companies that makes the software. Dominion has no connection to Blum. Apparently. Yet, as of current knowledge this minute. Oh, and just as another side note, uh, Avid Technology, they make Pro Tools, which is the software I use for all my recordings. You are a fountain of good info. Changing topics. Do you know anything about this? I heard it reported on Fox News, but nowhere else, and I am rather leery of the source this is quoted from, because I consider it an ultra-right publication that tends to exaggerate short of outright lying. Do you know if, in fact, this was reported by an election official in Michigan, as stated in the article? Quote, Earlier today, it was discovered that a software glitch in Michigan had switched 6,000 votes from Trump to Biden. The glitch was discovered when an effort was made to manually review the ballots, revealing that thousands of votes were switched by the software. This was announced by state GOP chairwoman Laura Cox, who stated, In Antrim County, ballots were counted for Democrats that were meant for Republicans, causing a 6,000-vote swing against our candidates. The county clerk came forward and said tabulating software glitched and caused a miscalculation of the vote. Since then, we have now discovered that 47 counties used the same software in the same capacity. Antrim County had to hand count all of the ballots, and these counties that use the software need to closely examine their results for similar discrepancies. End quote. Yes, there was a glitch. It did mistakenly switch votes. The Secretary of State's office did a full audit backed by a bipartisan board of county canvassers to confirm the accuracy of the votes and assure voters that that was an isolated incident in one county and not systemic. Additionally, all 83 Michigan counties 
66 of which used Dominion voting machines, had bipartisan boards of county canvassers certify the votes, once again confirming the results were accurate. Incidentally, on a side note, the author of this report on voter fraud has a history of spreading misinformation about the election in Michigan. I'll quote from the attached article. Quote, in an affidavit for a separate court case, he mistook voting precincts in Minnesota for ones in Michigan and provided inaccurate totals of Michigan voter turnouts, which contributed to the false, quote, more votes than people, end quote, theory of fraud previously touted by the president and his allies, end quote. Now, I have another question for you. What really happened when Biden forced out Ukraine's top prosecutor? The intent of his actions is out of context. I'll attach a video that explains it. But here are some of the bullet points. First, the timeline is important. Okay, Burisma was investigated for wrongdoing from 2010 to 2012. Hunter joined in 2014-2015. Shoshkin wasn't doing enough to fight corruption in Ukraine. He was doing a poor job, or none at all, of investigating the Burisma problem from 2010 to 2012. Now, Biden is one of many entities wanting him fired for not fighting corruption enough. It's ironic because you'd think he'd want the inept investigator to stay in office if he was doing so poorly with his job by not investigating. Yeah, it's a bad move for Hunter to get on a board in Ukraine when his dad has a spotlight on him. The optics are bad. Also, Biden's quid pro quo is the same as Trump's phone call. The difference for me is Biden was leveraging his power in order to get rid of corruption. And Trump was asking to get dirt on a debunked Biden claim so a foreign entity could sway the election. Very big difference in my opinion. Good info. Never saw any of that. We'll review it carefully. Conversations with my conservative dead father is hosted by Jonathan Grossman and me, Michael Grossman. The show is produced and recorded by Night Shift Audio, AI-generated voice and voice cloning by the Play HT engine. Main title music by Dogwood Moon. Please encourage everyone to have conversations with people of varying points of view. Listen, learn, and most importantly, keep an open heart and an open mind. Thanks for listening. <laughs>